Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is a Star Wars episode where me and my man Matt are going to be going through two books, Afra and Darth Vader. Weird deal. Four books came out this week. But since there's none coming out next week, we decided to push the uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, and the Obi-Wan book till next week. So if you want to hear those, that'll be next week. This week we get mainline stuff here. But before we go into those two books, let me remind you of a couple things. Please go to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us. We will follow you back 100%. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Check out some reviews there. And then if you want to help support us for everything we do here on the feed, but also get a ton of exclusive podcasts in return, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Pick a level that's right for you, and you'll get a ton, ton, ton of podcasts and some pretty much each and every day, at least every other day. I mean, we keep it very busy over there on the Patreon. So that would be cool. But with all that said, you can also go to our campsite bio link in the show notes of this here podcast, and you can check and get a bunch of different links of all the things weird science. So with all that said and done, let's go off me and Matt talking about Afra and Darth Vader. And I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What's up, Jim? What up? What up with Wrong Turn? We end up where we're going <laughs> to be talking about a little boosh later. We'll have that sound effect going in. I don't know anybody uh, listening to the Star Wars even knows what we're talking about when we talk about Wrong Turn. But, hey, that's for them to discover, right? But we have mm-hmm. two books here. We have two books, Dr. Afra and Darth Vader. There were four books that came out out of nowhere this week. Uh, two of them were the Chewbacca Han Solo book and then the Obi-Wan book. We'll probably be doing those next week unless something crazy drops that we end up doing. Because one of the big books coming up is that Star Wars 25 where every, everybody's talking about it at the malt shop. They want to oh, get yeah. that you know Generations deal. It's going to be an anthology. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it is something mm-hmm. that is worth getting. But for now, we're doing Dr. Afra number 25. One first. I almost said 24 because most of the books are at 24. Avra's at 21. Written by Alyssa Wong, art by Minkyu Young, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by VC Joe Carmagna. And it's Desperate Measures. The race is on for Ascendant Tech. It's been on for a while. Rogue yes. archaeologists, Dr. Afra, and smuggler Sana Staros have been tasked with collecting ancient Ascendant Tech by Domina Tag. Having made their way to Bar Aleph University separately, Kofam, Ferris, Afra, and Sana engage in a lively discussion with their old professor, Savanas, about the Spark Eternal, a piece of tech that can grant tremendous Sith-like power. While trying to take the Spark for herself, Afra's possessed by it, and now she has something else entirely. And I do think that the Spark Eternal was never really explained well enough. No. And the idea of it's a thing, then it's inner, then it's that. It's possessed Afra. We saw last issue... That Afra is not quite herself, the spark eternal, where we thought even then, and they don't seem to get this, I think, in this issue. The idea of eternal life, the the small print might be that you don't really get to be involved. You're put away back in your consciousness, and now I'm the deal, even though the spark eternal at one point says, yeah, these bodies wear out, and then I have to move. It's kind of like a parasite. 
Yeah, and it's a weird play. And now we're just going with the idea, I think, that, yeah, that was all a lie. This was where the Ascendant end up, you know, making these lies or whatever so that some schmuck can come and get it and then they can take the body over and go with that. So we'll have to see what exactly, you know, the Spark Eternal has planned here. It seems to be they want to take over the universe. I don't think that's going to happen, but you end up where in the mind, Afra is kind of thinking, I I done messed up. I kind Mm -hmm. of messed up. She's able to give us a narration, but she's not really able to do much else while you end up having the Spark Eternal, you know, talk crap to Kofan Ferris and also Sana, uh, but also seems like, get out of my head. You know, all that stuff. And you end up Mm -hmm. at one point like tapping the forehead to get rid of memories or gather memories. It's kind of almost like that classic trope in any of the movies where, you know, you end up and you just tap the side of your forehead so that I can talk to you remotely uh, because I must have an earpiece, but it activates by pressing my forehead. But, (laughs) yeah, this whole deal efforts in there. I can't move my body. I can't do anything. I'm sure eventually she'll be able to try to fight back. And that's kind of where I think the cliffhanger is going to lead. But we'll have to see what that means. But with that, there is a funny thing because the Spark Eternal basically ends up saying to Sana, yeah, you know, it's me. I put, you know, I I did end up putting Afra away, which does give them hope. Okay, she's still in there. I don't know why the Spark Eternal just wouldn't say she's gone, but she says it and doesn't matter. And you're not going to shoot me. Sana's like, nah, I think I will. And shoots her Boom. in like the arm shoulder deal. It's funny that she makes sure not to shoot the other arm that has yep. the circuitry. And we'll get to that because it is mentioned by the Spark Eternal, which we think is going to set up something uh, as we go forward. But the weird play is it ends up where she shoots her. And even through these things, then you get thrown in. There's a lot of stuff thrown in by Alyssa Wong here of the, oh, I see. It has a healing factor. Oh, it's it's healing. Okay, so that just to me, that's just going to set up that everybody who goes after Afra, they're going to be shooting, rooting, tooting and stuff like that. But it doesn't really matter because the Ascendant Spark Eternal will be able to heal her or at least the body. Seems and to I be thought, healing pretty fast, too, because it's a gun, a gunshot that just kind of disappears. I, 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 I understand the Spark Eternal is supposed to be this deal of, hey, you know, eternal life. But when you end up mentioning later, like, ah, you know, I need, I'm going to have to get another body. I'll go through these, whatever. That kind of goes against this healing effect. It kind of, I don't know. I thought it was a little too much, but also the idea, oh my God, what are the limits of ascendant technology? And then this weird explanation, well, the body is biotic machine. I've never heard that before, biotic. And and it's just like the idea, again, when we go to the deal, this isn't a mystical thing, but the way that you end up having Lissa Wong trying to play it out, she's trying to make it that. This is a possession. This seems like it would be more of a Sith thing, like, oh, my God, I'm possessed by that. No, no, no. The, the Ascendant, they were into tech that simulated the Sith and yeah. the dark side. With magnets and stuff. Yeah. It's going a little too far. Like, you, you want this big story. And I don't mind the idea that Afra has been possessed. That's kind of cool. And if it was, like, dark magic, they didn't have to make it. I know she wanted to go with this Ascendant stuff and this tech. It simulates the Sith so that you can get Kofan Ferris to want to get it because of the, you know, I want to be somebody. I'm going to go and I'm going to make myself be a Sith. Uh, a Sith. 
Uh, but in the meantime, it, it feels like maybe you should have just made this just like the classic black magic stuff. Oh, this was a a dark thing that was before the Sith, and maybe it was some, because now you're starting to have possession healing factor that that goes a little against you know tech. It must be like an artificial intelligence or something. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But I it mean, the way they're playing heal. it. I, I don't know. And the idea of, oh, it's a biotic machine and this thing is definitely sending it, whatever it is. But yeah. it's starting to feel more spiritual. Even the idea that we said you ended up having a ritual that, that seemed like you were doing black magic. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like all of a sudden you're going to have walls bleeding and people's heads spinning around. It's like Dr. Doom, you know, like you said, science and magic. And so when you have this, though, it just is too much, I think, for what it is. And you're kind of I don't again, I think it's kind of a cool concept, but the idea of how it started get to here. And I do like, though, that you have the spark eternal kind of using maybe lying, but probably not saying, oh, uh, Sonostoros, you're here. I see the memories. Ooh. You know, she really likes you. Like, mm-hmm. ever really liked you. So that is to set up the, okay, you, I won't shoot you because it's Ephra. And, le- and Sana does it anyway. Then with Kofan Ferris, poor Kofan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking here. Yeah, didn't like you. Like, didn't like you at all. Yeah, Ephra does, doesn't like like them. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you trying to set up here? Spark Eternal, maybe the idea of trying to turn, you know, Kofan to go that way. but. Yeah. Kofan seems to be against all this and ends up helping. And you, you end up with the tech that we had. You know, you end up those gloves, the magnet gloves. You end up with that whip, the whip of sharp. But we didn't really do much with those. So when you end up having them, it didn't seem like, oh, yeah, get the whip, whatever. It's just they're fighting. They're trying to, you know, do things. And when they run away, because they realize we're screwing, you end up having the spark eternal get the one thing. That we we know about. We know about the, uh, what's it called? The Thought Dowser. Thought Dowser, That ends up being able to stop Kofam. And you end up having Sana have to knock her out. Or knock them out to get them out of there. And then shoots the Thought Dowser out of Aphra slash Spark Eternal's hand. And they run off. So they get out of there with the Spark Eternal still there. Now my big play here is, it's such a weird play. Because you have Aphra there, she is being possessed. Who knows what she goes and does? Because at the end of the issue, I believe we're like seven months past what this is. <laughs> yes, I saying. think so. Like, they end up doing things here that have to take a while. I also have a weird deal here. This is my favorite deal, where you end up having them run away. You end up having Spark Eternals like, oh, well, you know, here we go. Ends up looking down at the teacher who maybe will be resurrected. I don't know. Because must be because the they run idea. off with her. That's yes. what I think, yeah. I mean, there's the, the teacher there. And when they're running off, that's Sana with uh, Kofam. That teacher's just there with... Oh, that's Kofam. Okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. Teacher's just laying there dead. I believe that that will now be a zombie of some <laughs> yeah, sort walking right. around. I would get that. And you end up having the Spark Eternal have all of these. Oh, I got all the tech. This is my problem, though. They run down the alley, and this is Sana with the knocked out Kofam. They run into the Boosh, right? Boosh. Boosh. They run into Boosh and crew who end up saying, oh, <laughs> come with us, Sana. We have something to hear and you're going back to Domina Tech. Right? So they get her. And we'll, we'll jump to that point because you then have a little bit of a swipe over to Lucky and Ariel. But they go back to Domina Tag for her to say, you have to go get Afra." They were right there. I mean, <laughs> the idea that they did not call Domina and, and let 
hey, this is the situation. And then you could have had Dominus say, well, stay there. Hey, Bush and all you, you go and help her, but you get after and bring her back. They go all the way back to to Domina for her to say, you got to go back. It's kind of silly. Yeah. In my mind, they end up, all it is is to have a little bit of time between and to gather a team. But in the meantime, you have just grabbed somebody away from what you wanted them to do anyway. The whole plan and the whole deal, they were there to get ascended tech. There it is. And now you're Mm -hmm. bringing them back without it, but you have to go back and get it. It's kind of a silly deal. I guess Boosh didn't know. He had no idea, Oof. but I would have thought he would have <laughs> called and they would have talked. Because Sana is kind of not really that involved with all of that. It's more Afra. Sana kind of got reeled into that. So, you know, you you don't think they'd call and say, hey, by the way, we got Sana, some other person, but we don't have Afra. Oh, where's Afra? They well, get yeah. this. She's being possessed by the Ascendant Tech, the Spark Eternal. And that's she's about 100 feet ever. away. Let's go yeah, after she's her. She's right down this hallway. Yeah. Uh, no, no, come back all the way here, and then we'll talk about it. But I think I'm going to have you go back and get her anyway. So it is kind of silly, but that's what they do. Another silly deal is you go back to Canto Bite. We haven't been there in a bit. You end up Our with favorite. Lucky and Ariel. And Lucky runs into Ariel and says, hey, what's up, Ariel? And Ariel stops him and says, don't call me that. You lost that right years ago. So then I'm looking. I'm like, Where, where's the mention that this is 10 years in the future? He <laughs> called him that last weekend. Yeah, last they time we saw They were there on the Crimson Dawn, the Vermilion. That, that, that's his name. They were calling. He, What the heck are you talking about? Yeah. You ended up losing the right just at the end of the war, the bounty hunters, maybe, but nothing else. And when you enter or when you bring back characters like this, you know that you're afraid that you haven't done anything with them and you're afraid that people forget about them. When you start doing recap to reintroduce your characters from an issue or a series, and these are, and if you don't know, if you just did join in, it'll, it'll help you out. These are two of the major characters that have been in this book. These are two of the big things that have been going on. And to have to reintroduce them like this shows that you have not done anything with them. And Mm -hmm. are they that important then? Because the big play here is remember what that Kira told us about the Crimson Dawn? Yeah, I remember. Well, let's see. And you go and you see and she has a soft spot. You know that she has a soft spot because of her upbringing and how you end up having Lucky and Ariel, how they were treated as well. They were treated just like her. So, uh, like, her big thing for them, remember, if you want to tie it into what we know about Kira and the Crimson Rain is try to get everybody to get on board with what is important to them. And she says to them, I don't want any kids to be, you know, used like we were. I don't want anybody to be like that anymore. We're going to end up taking all that down. Come on, that's what Crimson Dawn's with. Not that they need. She seems very much. It's weird play of how interested she is in. Lucky and Ariel, right? I mean, of all the people and all the things, she really took like her time out to really try to recruit. Yeah, she's them. very hands on. Remember, remember she numerous always... times. At first, they said no. She put him in the brig, and then afterwards, <laughs> brought him out and tried to convince him again. I mean, she yeah. really, really wants Lucky and Ariel. I hope that something's revealed that we don't know that really comes in. Now, I feel bad for Lucky, and I always will because he's lucky. Damn brother isn't. They got to get him out. <laughs> Canto bite. We say it every time. He's got a gambling problem. Brother is just a degenerate gambler <laughs> who every time Lucky gets him out of trouble, 
he goes back. And, and so what ends up happening, and really, you know why? It's because he's an enabler. He, he 100%. His brother does the gambling, and Lucky has to do every work, every bit that Lucky does is to try to get his brother out of debt. And Pretty then much. he just gets more debt. It's, it's awful. He needs to either cut ties with his brother or get him out of Canto Bite. And with that, though, you do get the trope here and the cliche because all this going down is the we have this one last score and we'll be able to like it's always that. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God that that means we have one last gig, one last job. We'll have so much money and I could get my brother off this damn planet or just go and leave. But his brother's missing. He doesn't know where he is again. And there's trouble. So they keep <laughs> using his brother. Again, if you want to talk about all of comics in general, this is why you have secret identities. You have secret identities so they can't get your degenerate gambler brother and keep using him against you. And Absolutely. so that's his, that's his fate. He ends up doing that. But we go off to the Inquisitor and tag space to see Domina. And this is what I'm talking. They bring, you know, Sana and also Kofam. Even though they're not really involved, but they're there, you ended up having and you have in the background even, you know, the the deal with Boosh and his dad. But, but, hey, what have you been doing? Where's Afra? Oh, we were compromised. Oh, well, what do you mean compromised? Like, that's kind of weird. How could Afra be compromised if she has no loyalty? Oh, you don't get it. The Ascendant tech, this tech is great. And it's ended up eternal life. She has it now. Oh, well, I want you to go get it. We were yep. just there. We Pretty much. There. You know, maybe we wouldn't have been able to stop Afra at that point, but we were just there. We might have been able to just kind of watch her while you sent reinforcements. Maybe like they should have talked this out. You would have thought something would have been said, especially because Afra wasn't there. That Bosch would have ended up saying, hey, listen, we only have two people and one of them is an Afra. You know, I don't know. That's this other person we picked up, meaning, you know, Kofam. But yeah, like, oh, you tell me that Dr. Afra can be safely separated from this artifact. I don't know. And you end up like even then when you have this where remember Domina didn't really know the particulars of this tech. It was just tech. Oh, it's yep. the, okay. Let's go. Now all of a sudden they're just throwing out terms. Hey, the spark eternal spark eternal. Oh, can we separate that? It's it's so weird the way it pushes forward. <laughs> and then Domina's walking around talking and ends up lucking out a little uh, camera. That was a surveillance spy camera that was in her one plant, and it is Ronan Tag. <laughs> uh, nephew. And He's that's the thing. Her. All of this, and Ronan, we didn't have for a while. And I'm really shocked if we're going to have to reintroduce Lucky and Ariel, maybe they should have shown a little bit more of Ronan. We know that he almost died. He's this, and he has those crazy scars that we like. Looks like Ziggy Stardust, all mm-hmm. that stuff going on. But he would definitely want that Spark Eternal. I mean, he first off, he's insane. Also, he's and I think that that's what we're going to end up with at at the end. He's just going to get it, cackling and running away, and maybe come back later or what. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. He's not doing anything; just sitting in his room watching spy videos here. (laughs) But yeah, she's like, "I know you're watching, and this would interest you. You better stop it." He's pissed off. But then they're okay, Sana. This is your job. Go go get Afra. All right. And also, I'm going to, you know, throw these people in and everybody's going to go for it. And it, it seems like, you know, a mad dash to go get Afra and bring her back, possibly alive. You end up having Sana say, forget these clowns. I can bring Afra back alive. And like, OK, well, we'll see. And so what you do to end here 
is and it's pretty cool if you've been reading Afra and stuff like this. And you were questioning why would they do this because it's not really Afra; it's a Spark Eternal. But I still think they're going to play with that Afra doing the narration. The emotions. And it's going to be that, again, you want to have cliches. You already had one last job, and then we can retire. Lucky and Ariel. Then you get this is going to be, I know you're in there. I know you're still inside, which it's funny because we'll be talking about the same thing with Darth Vader when we go to that. You know, I know there's good news still, but it'll be Afra trying to fight her way out. And the only other thing that we said in this before we go and reveal the cliffhanger here was, at one point, the Spark Eternal takes a weird interest of the circuitry in Afra's arm. Oh, yeah, yep. And the the play has to be that, and, and says, I'm going to upgrade it. So I think that the upgrade of that will be the thing that allows Afra to say, like, hey, Domino Tag, screw you. Also, it might do something where there's not the danger of it being just. It's funny because that that is almost like the sexy face of balance the idea of okay i get this tech from you i get my face i'm with you i'm doing all this stuff but yeah it's it's crazy but you end up where they say i'm going to gather up a team of family loved ones exes and you go through all this and then the big play though is at the end where to next sana and it is to go get magna who was a big character in the first volume or the first you know run yep. of the deal with Afra that was an enemy, uh, an imperial, and then ends up being a friend, lover, even. At, but, you know, all these things rolled up into one, but would be somebody who would want to go and find Afra and do that and is a cool character. So that's yeah, kind of a cyber cool deal. Stuff. Cool oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So and that teamed up with Sana, you would never think you'd get Magna and Sana going to save, you know, Afra. So that's a pretty cool play. And, and I think that. We said, we keep saying it, you can't go by the cliffhanger of like, oh my God, that issue. But that is pretty cool. And I, I don't know. I, I hope that this doesn't last too long. And I want to get rid of this ascendant stuff. It's I not hope really hopefully that one more issue here. Yeah, it's, it's the deal is whatever. But I, I don't know because since this is 21, I'm worried this is going to go to at least 25. 25, I, I yeah. Yeah, I, I just, it's kind of cool where they're going to be chasing down Afra in her own book. But, the yep. Ascendant stuff seemed like it would be cool, but it never felt as big as it should have. It's so contained in this book. And it's, you know, I'm not going to say Kofan Ferris is a great character or a bad character, okay character, but mm-hmm. that's not, it's not Darth Vader trying to get the Ascendant tech, right? It's not Luke hearing about it and thinking he has to destroy it. This is just a side deal of a former classmate of Sana. And Afra, that's the connection, but it's not big, big. This should be yep. bigger. Domina Tag wanting it makes it kind of, but I don't know. She doesn't even seem like she even knows what's going on with it. And in my mind, she's just going to sell it anyway. She's all about the moolah. Yeah, so. It's a collection or money for her. That's yeah, all. but Ronan, him wanting it, that, okay, that's kind of cool, but that's cool for us in this book. But it's not like something that's weird. Like this Ascendant Tech had the possibility of, oh my God. You're reading just Star Wars and Darth Vader, but you don't understand. This could change the Star Wars universe. Like, this is that you can actually use tech to simulate being a Sith. Oh, my God. But we said early in this, if the Emperor Darth Vader found out about this or knew it, it would shut it down. You already Mm -hmm. have that in the galaxy. You're not allowed to talk or teach this. And yet, here's the tech, and they have pretty much the biggest thing ever. The Spark Eternal comes in. 
Like, this should be the biggest thing in the Star Wars universe right now. And unfortunately, it's a little small, but it's cool for <laughs> people reading this book, I guess. <laughs> I'm telling you, too, when you get the Spark Eternal, like, give me those gloves. And you have the name for the gloves, even though me and you are like, they're just magnetic gloves. It doesn't seem as, you know. Yeah, they big, had a name for the whip and the gloves. Yeah, the whip and the Theo. And it's like, okay, you named them. That's cool. But still, <laughs> those gloves are just the magnetic gloves. It's the power glove. It's the Nintendo power glove yeah. that Kofan Ferris was using to levitate bodies with magnets. It's all like it didn't seem like it was that they're trying to make it like bigger than it's. But in this book, kind of cool. But at the end, that's a really cool thing for Afro fans. And it, it did affect my. My score a little. I'll tell you, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I think the art's good. And it, it does get us back to at least, you know, Lucky Ariel. You, okay, we're going to get a little of them. We get some Boosh. We always like that. Um, but what would you give it? Uh, 7 as well. Yeah, it's For okay. all the same reasons. Yeah. The art's pretty good. Yeah, and it's the standard Afra art. With Afra, Sana, and Kofan Ferris, we spent so much time with them. We do have, you know, you have the feels a little for them, I guess. You, you know, you like the characters. And all. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Lucky and Ariel, I'm like, yeah. And Domina, I could really care less. But when Ronan, I'm like, okay. We like Ronan. We've been giggling about him for a while. He went yeah, away we for back. a long time. And you even said right away, ah, he's going to come back. And he did. And he's pissed. He's in his room. <laughs> he thinks that he's like so scarred up. He's like the Phantom of the Opera. He looks cool. He really should yeah. embrace that look. It'd be really cool. But it's a cool look. Yeah, we'll go to the next book, which again is the Hey, I know there's good within you. Of course, it's Darth Vader, so you you will have that. Darth Vader number twenty four, written by Greg Pak, art by Marco Castiello, Carlos Lopez on colors and letters by Joe uh, VC Joe Carmagna. Old friends. It says Sabe has revealed Darth Vader that she knows his secret underneath his armor and machinery is the Jedi Knight, once known as Anakin Skywalker. Playing to his sympathies for his homeworld, Sabe leads Vader to Anakin's old friends, Teaster and Wald. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> two guys. It's so so what are the coincidences? Again, by the so end of this low. issue, me and we were talking. I don't think it was a coincidence. I think mm-hmm. this is all set up. Whose struggling community is the victim of a corrupt governor working with Crimson Dawn. Now, Sabe, with Vader's help, is getting ready to take a stand against the governor and Crimson Dawn. So you do end up there on uh gabrador three the governor supposedly is above them you know in a star destroyer they're gonna go up and you find out that's not the case but i will say while i'm going through this i started losing track of exactly what some of the people like the idea that they conscripted some of their people they might be there they might be Mm -hmm. here i kind of like lost interest in that i kind of lost even like okay let me see okay that all I want is Sabe, Darth Vader. I want to see Darth Vader go kick some butt. I didn't know that the governor was going to be a woman. You don't really get much of her. She didn't even have a name, I don't think. No, it's, it's weird. You don't really deal much with her. So you end up where Zed ends up realizing, no, 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 the, the governor is not in the Star Destroyer. The governor is on the planet. Let's go get him. Oh, my God. They are in. And there's some weird setup. The idea, oh, they're at the old science colony. That hasn't been running for years. Okay, well, what does that mean? But they go, it's because this this governor is building a giant piece of crazy tech, like a, almost like a sonic type, you know, gun. It sucks the energy out of the yeah, and stuff. And it sucks the energy out. It's out of nowhere. I mean, the whole idea of this was just this bad governor that was 
you know, taking people, hey, I need three more people, I need this. And I thought it was going to turn into like a seven samurai deal where they're going to, okay, let's get on, let's go. But when they go off to do this, it ends up being this big plan of this governor, the governor who kind of is like, I don't even know who this is and what happened. Because you end up going there and it seems like a trap. Sabe is there with them and they go in and they're going to take down. And even at the point, this governor gets told, oh, there's an alarm. Oh, what is it? Is one of them animals again? No, no, it's Darth Vader. Doesn't seem that concerned. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because they, she wants to test out this gun. But Darth Vader, I, I know that the guy is pretty, you know, pompous. He thinks that uh, he was. This is the idea of when you saw the movie <laughs> Prometheus, where you're yelling for everybody in that movie to jump five feet away from this spinning wheel thing. He <laughs> walks right down the thing. There, This isn't a contained place. He's walking directly it's at this gun, gun facing right that at him. is being fired up. You see the planets. energy going. Yeah. And so with all of that, you can say, well, Darth, he's not going to back down. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Listen here. This could, whether it kills him or not, he does still have tech and all that. <laughs> but he's like, nothing's going to hurt me. He doesn't even move or put his lightsaber up or anything. Nothing. They fire the gun at him and it hits him and slams him into the wall in the back. And the weird thing is, he is stunned. I don't know. Is he stunned from the gun? Is he stunned from hitting that wall? Because he hit it hard. And the Sabe and the stormtroopers, they come in, they start firing. Then it might be the Crimson Dawn. They're like ninjas. She said, call the Crimson Dawn. She said that earlier. Fights on. And they yelled, oh, my God, Vader's stunned. She's right. And so all this fight's going on. And you do have prequel robots going yep. full here. That, and I guess that's supposed to explain with the science colony. That hasn't been used in a while. They were just sitting there, but they're fighting. And then you do have the best moment. Ochi comes in on his cycle and just starts blasting everybody, yelling, hey, it's me, Ochi, and I'm going to kick butt, and comes in. And it is kind of funny as all hell is breaking loose. And then as Vader does to his best buddy, his BFF (laughs) Ochi, treats him like crap. He chokes him out, (laughs) ends up basically saying, you let the governor escape. And, uh, but, but I saved you. He's like, Vader Vader's never going to admit that he needed saving anyway. So, Ochi, you better not go that route. And he ends up, uh, did you think their machine could kill me? And then just kind of throws him down and grabs the thing and goes off and yelling at Sabe. All these things going on as they're talking about this energy stealing grab a whole planet type deal. I mean, this gets really big. Out of nowhere, the idea, because it's going to then bring back memories for Vader. Yep. And all Alderaan. this has to be a setup by Sabe. I'm getting that at the end. We're going to find out that all these people that died are all going to be just a little bit of a plan. Sabe, and I think that me and you talked before, that we both think that maybe Amidala, in her will, last breath, all that, had tasked Sabe, listen, for the rest of your life, your only job here now, like, what can I do for you, Amidala? What can I do for you, my queen? Oh, well, you go off and make sure that you, you know, make Anakin good. There's good in him. Make him better. Make him reminded of that. And that's what she's been doing because of the idea of, we said, a coincidence of having these two kids that built pod racers with Anakin on Tatooine suddenly being among the 20 people kidnapped and brought to another planet yeah, that doesn't get and we thought no, that was so hopeful. i think that greg pock is laughing at us if he was like you'll see that this was part of a plan i think that Sabe has set all of this each little moment is to show you remember that remember these kids you built the 
the pod racer with? You were pretty cool. You were a nice kid. Oh, my God, I remember this. Then he goes here, and it's a gun that ends up sucking the power yeah, out planet of planets and killing the machine. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I remember all that Alderaan. And whether or not, like, that didn't play as well for me because I never got the idea that Vader cared one bit, but he did because Obi-Wan heard it. He did hear all the millions of voices. As, remember, Obi-Wan got the migraine and sat down. Mm-hmm. It's like a million voices cried out suddenly and then were silenced. That might have taken some toll on a guy, a million voices there. And all this going, then that ends up as they're talking, as they're going, and you even have this guy say, oh, it's my fault. No, 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 you didn't know. You were just working for the governor. You were being duped. Almost the idea where there's Vader, just like I was with the Emperor. (laughs) And he's thinking back at all the Jedi Purge, him killing the younglings, sand people, all these crazy things that he's thinking back to of all the bad stuff. And then the idea that he seems to realize that Sabe has been trying to, you know, bring him to the light. Now, with all this, the cool play is we know that this isn't going to work now. You go to Return of the Jedi and he, but eventually it does with Luke. So this is still, it's like breaking down the walls, like the idea of, when Luke ends up finally, and really, is it Luke or is it the Emperor who is really going to kill Luke? That really turns the deal. But it's like on the uh, you know shoulders of giants here because it's Sabe who's breaking down some things here and seems. And he ends up in his mind saying, you think you're going to turn me to the light? Well, you're wrong. You're, you're doing the opposite. As if, you know, you're just reminding me of how mad I am and all the things. I don't care about this stuff, but we kind of know he does. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I think at that point of the mind, he's trying to convince himself the deal. And even the idea where, you know, the cool play, Amidala, if, if she even thought of this, but she sends what we think again, this is may not be. I think it kind of is, though. But Sabe looks like Amidala. And right away, that makes Darth Vader get a little softer side of yeah. him because he's looking at the one person that he really, really loved. He loved a couple, but that was the love of his life. And ended up, he ended up trying to be in turn, and he ended up being this because he wanted to save her and couldn't because the Emperor was lying. But uh, yeah, all that going down, pretty good. I mean, it's very quick. The whole thing, like I said, you get the Crimson Dawn show up, but they show up right away. And it's that fight and the governor and all that didn't really mean much. Like, she gets away, all this stuff going down. And yeah, it's more about the Ochi's cool. It's more about this whole conflict with Vader, and it has been. Yeah, the idea of him is he gonna you know be good, bad, or whatnot. So but, the stuff at the end is all on the mind, right? Where the yeah, that seems blows to be all up the mind and stuff. That he's like, you know, screw you, I'm gonna. And it's like almost like breaking down the barriers. He's shutting her out. It's a cool little play the way that they have that. But I think they it do did that confuse a lot some people. Serious. Uh, Greg Pak has done a good deal because it's very hard to show emotions with Darth Vader in his mask. But you you do center on the eyes a lot, and you can get that idea. Just when Vader isn't talking, just staring off, and you see his eyes, you're like, oh, he's thinking about back then. It's kind of cool. So with that, I'm going to go 7-5. I'm going to go a little more than the deal. I still want I, – I don't know. Maybe I, I – it's funny because I do like the end there, but I'm still going to go. I might even – I could go to an 8 maybe, but it's not – it's not as good as it was, you know. Yeah, I like seven and a half too for this. Three bounty hunter war of the bounty hunters. This was this book was awesome. Like we were loving it, and that war of the bounty hunters. It seems you hit that crimson dawn shows up, 
and the books are still trying to recover from it. You're still trying to go, and I will be happy after Hidden Empire. I kind of want the Crimson Dawn to go away so we can just center on our books. We can center on getting to Return of the Jedi with our characters that we know will be in Return of the Jedi and get to that point. I mean, we keep saying, I'll say it every time, I want to see Luke training. I want to see what led to him then getting to Return of the Jedi. And it, it, people can say and go, well, we know because of this. Well, this is a new expanded universe. So I want to see, you know, is there twists and turns with the newer stuff and whatnot. So that that's my my big deal. That's what I want. It's good, but it isn't the level that it was before the War of the Bounty. No, it's a little bit down, for sure. Yeah, And they're still seemingly recovering, even the idea of delays and things, stuff like that. It's just, you know. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually, and then we'll see. Did you like when Darth stole uh, Ochi's uh, speeder bike at the end? Yeah, I'm telling you. And then Ochi goes, see, I knew he'd (laughs) want a speeder. (laughs) The the best thing is, is that in that, and this is where I try to make up these things in my mind, the idea that Sabe, I swear she's playing him to try to do this because of Amidala. But Vader knows all the stuff that goes on. So even at the end, like he seems to like realize, okay, you're not going to be able to do that. The idea that he says, you're trying to turn me to light. This isn't just this issue. I mean, you know that all the other stuff that he sees, but Ochi never knows what's going on. So Ochi is in the middle trying to convince, oh, he's my best friend. He doesn't like you. When Sabe's just like, you're a moron. And then Vader's, you're a moron. Like, both of them think he's a moron. And yet he's Ochi and we love him. And he turn, he'll twist anything. Like, Vader tries to twist the things of it was always my plan. Ochi does, but he's not very smart. So you end up never believe, And it never is his plan. It's always just him trying to get, yeah. you know, back in safe face. Made me laugh. <laughs> like, Vader yeah. just goes off. And like, you know, it's like. Vader never would say either, like, like Vader's not going to say, hey, Ochi, can I borrow this? Or, hey, he's not even going to tell him he's going to, he's just going to get on and zip away. And Ochi's the one who fills in. No problem, Vader. It's all yours. You can have it. And then it goes to Sabe. See, also when he, you see, when he zips off, he was not concerned that Ochi was right behind and knocks him over. Yep. <laughs> the idea of him zipping off. Oh, he almost runs over Ochi. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ochi, you never change, my man. Just keep that helmet on. (laughs) But, yeah, overall, uh, I'm going to give it a – you've given a 7.5. Yeah. So pretty good. You know, there's things to like. And and if you're reading these, still one of my favorite books, the Darth Vader book, Darth Vader and Star Wars. I just wanted to get a little bit better and more focus on just Darth Vader. You know, get the Sabe stuff. It's interesting. But I kind of want to, you know, get past that and get going. Crimson Dawn thrown in of I need order, 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 I hate chaos. That it's getting a little old. So a lot of the things are getting a little stale. But besides that, still enjoying them. So mm-hmm. with that, go over to Twitters at the WS Marvel Comics. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we have reviews for a bunch of books, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where at one point I did say that I have a Star Wars show. That'll be exclusive to it that I have in the works. It's still in the works. I ended up, I'm I'm getting ready to do it, but that'll be just me going through the older Marvel stuff from back in the day. Oh, nice. But starting at uh, issue number six, uh, the other issues are, I think, seven. Yeah, after the, after the retelling of the... Yeah. yeah, it's a retelling of New Hope, and then it's fun. The first issue after that actually is Han and Chewie going off to pay Java. Finally, I get the money. It, it plays right out. Of course, it doesn't work out. 
and they get delayed, and all of a sudden you have just wacky stuff. I mean, that book gets a little wacky at points when you're in yeah. between movies back in the day. So that'll be kind of cool. So I'm going to do that if that interests you and a bunch of other things as well, a bunch of things that me and Matt do on the Patreon uh, as well that, as other things. So with all that, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. Yep. And we'll talk to you later. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.